left footer. Yes! Off the glass and in! John Gillen is beating Duke. It's the third win against the top ten. And the Orange had him all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Dunn Tire. 315-437-7644 if you'd like to get involved. Got a couple of guests lined up for you today. We've got Carl Gehring, the Syracuse Crunch goaltenders coach, as well as the video coach. He's set to join us at 1 o'clock as the Crunch continues to get ready for the Toronto Marlies in the North Division Finals. Game 1 set for Thursday night up in Toronto. To this point, the starting goalie for Game 1 has yet to be announced. Uh, We'll see if Carl Gehring can give us any sort of update on that. We'll tell him it's just us. That's right. right. Just uh, nobody else is listening. Just yeah. uh, nobody, tell us. Out Clue there. us in. Who's yeah. starting game one? So us. we'll uh, we'll see if Carl Gehring can uh, can bring us up to date on that. Coming up in 15 minutes from now, we'll get to our good friend Mike McAllister from CuseNation.com. And, and the reason we're bringing him on today is the topic we're starting the show with, and that's Bryce Golden. You and I talked about him at length over the course of the last several weeks. Looked like it was a great fit, right? He needs a school after Pittsburgh fires Kevin Stallings, a family friend. He's released from his letter of intent. Syracuse needs a forward after Darius Baisley says he's going to the G League and not coming to Syracuse. It seemed like a match made in heaven. He visited four schools, Butler, Illinois, Georgetown, Syracuse, and yesterday Bryce Golden announcing that he's going to attend Butler. So we'll get Mike McAllister's thoughts on that and and find out what he thinks happens next. And I think we know what happens next. They chase, continue to chase Somebody, Robert Braswell, yeah. the the 6'9 forward out of South Carolina. But do they really need to add another player at that position? I want to get Mike's thoughts on that. I'll get your thoughts on that right now. Do they need to add a forward? See, I think, Steve, you're reading my mind. I really do. I think you are. Because I was going to come on today, and I was going to say that to you. I was going to say, does this really matter, right? Like in the, in the grand scheme of things, does this really matter? See, like, is we're, this, is we, this we're really starting a big to get deal? to know each other. We're starting because, to think like each other. <laughs> and that was my first reaction last night. Like, yeah, cue the outrage, right? Cue the faux outrage of, oh my goodness, how could they lose to Butler? How is this going to happen? This is terrible. Oh my goodness. Uh, does it matter? I, I mean, okay, in a pinch, I, I would imagine in year two, maybe you could slide Brahma Sidibe to the four. Uh, you're going to have Elijah Hughes. You could slide him to the three in a pinch. Uh, do you really need somebody there? And and I know that's crazy because we, we were talking about, oh, it would be nice. It would be great to have a backup forward. And, and yeah, it would be nice, but it's not the end of the world. Like, far from it, I think. I mean, you look at what SU has right now with Frank and Jalen Carey and Elijah Hughes in the backcourt. Okay, maybe you could slide one of them over if if – if when I shouldn't say if when one of those forwards gets into foul trouble, or maybe you could slide Sidibe out to be a power forward and and play a big lineup. I, I think that there's things that you can do here. I, I think that there are options that Syracuse has, and yes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it. I'm not gonna sit back after you know three weeks of talking about hey it would be nice to have another forward and say it's not like yeah you would like to have another forward, but. Do you, do you really need one? Uh, I mean, we just watched this team play with 
a backup guard, a backup forward, or, or no backup guard, just a backup forward and backup center, right? They play with seven people. I, I mean, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, they had problems, but, I, I mean, they got through the year. Uh, you know, if you go into the year next year with eight, uh, not saying that's an ideal situation. Somebody gets hurt. They, there's, you know, a, a problem somewhere along the lines. You're in trouble, but... Uh, we just saw that for a full year. I, I mean, it's possible to make it through with seven people. It's possible to be not to not only make it through, but be competitive with, with seven players. It's possible. It's it's not ideal. Now, in terms of the numbers game, you said can you you know make it through the season with eight? Of course you can. And Jim Beheim has has shown us time and time again over the course of his forty two year Hall of Fame career, right. That eight is fine. Eight is enough for him in, in terms of his rotation. I think that the lack of depth at a certain position, though, is a little bit concerning because generally. I you know you would like to have a backup center, a backup forward, and a backup guard, and you've right. got your starters. And then if one of them needs to come out, you insert another guy in the lineup, and that's your eight. Now to your point, you said well you could slide you know potentially Barama to the fourth. I don't think they want to play the two big guys. At the I don't same either. Time. I would be I would be very that would surprised be, by that. That would be my last option. Like like you've you've had somebody fell out right. That that would be my last option. So if and when. Either O'Shea Brissett or Merrick Dolezal has to come out of the game. They're not playing 40 minutes. Brissett, you know, probably Might could. Be, yeah. I, I don't think you want Merrick out there for 40 minutes. The, the question becomes, how capable is Elijah Hughes at playing one of the forward positions? He is 6'6". Again, we, we don't know his game all that well other than what we saw at East Carolina, and he sat out this year, and, you know, theoretically he's bigger and stronger. He's... I think most comfor- comfortable shooting guard. Can he play small forward? That's a big question. Now, if he can play small forward... You're and he's good. comfortable there, right. then I think you're fine. Then you've got your backup center, your backup forward, and certainly your backup guard. You've got four guards your between Kerry, Howard, to... Hughes, and Bayheim. And your backup forward just happens to be one of your starting guards. And you, you get Howard Washington back at some point, right. you know, probably midway through the season. Or, you know, again, we don't know how his um, his rehab is coming, but if he's not ready to go at the start of the season, at some point, you know, around ACC time, he should be good to go. So you get Howard Washington back into the mix, and that's again assuming that Tyus Battle is gone. If Tyus Battle comes back, then I think your problems are solved. If he's gone, and I think we'll assume he's gone for the time being, I think you can get by with what you have. But again, I don't know how comfortable Elijah Hughes is playing a forward position. So that's no, my I, answer. I don't I th- think any of us do. I, I don't think any of us do. But yeah, I, I. I totally agree with you. I, I think that you're all right, right? Or uh, is it a is it a perfect situation? Far from it. Is it one that you want to go into a year with? Probably not, right? It's it's probably not the circumstances you want to go into the year with. But at the same time, okay, I gotta right? think like a, uh, it's kind of a shoulder shrug. Okay, I gotta think, and, and again, I don't know this to be true, and I'm going to ask Mike McAllister this, I, I got to think it came down to playing time for Bryce Golden. Sure. A chance to go to Butler, and you would think be, you know, if not a starter, certainly a key contributor right away, whereas if he comes to Syracuse, you already know you're not starting next year, and, you know, you don't know what kind of minutes you're going to get. So, again, I'm speculating. I don't know that to be true, but when you look at Georgetown, Illinois, Syracuse, and Butler, to me, that's... That would be the reason to go to Butler, to, yes. to be a three- yes. or four-year guy and to, to play right away and make an impact right away, whereas if you come to Syracuse, at least your first year, it looks like you're, you're going to be a role player, um, and minutes might be hard to come by, especially if Merrick and O'Shea are you know as good as advertised. Certainly, Brissett is, and if Merrick continues to get better, he's going to be out there quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he was playing 
uh, at what he was, right? And, and we would say flawed player, certainly this season. Uh, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But at what he was, he was playing 35 minutes a game at the end of the season. And 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 playing well. Playing I mean, well. he came right. on strong. The last ten games or so, he was a different he was player. Play, right. He was it, aggressive. He was hitting that fifteen footer. Yep. He was contributing on both ends. And and again, but, he's only going to get bigger and stronger from here. And he's only going to get better shooting the basketball from fifteen feet away. And if he can knock down that shot again, he's going to be very difficult to guard. Right. And so I think that when you look at Marek Dolzhai, get an off season in him, and I think that he's a guy who could potentially play thirty minutes, thirty five. Excuse me, thirty five minutes a game. Uh, over the course of a season, uh, I mean, he 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 did for the last two ish months of the year. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Let's get our first phone call in. Mike in Syracuse kicking us off today on Orange Nation. Hey, Mike. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So so I'm listening to what you're saying about Golden here, and and I think where where it hurts a little bit is, is the depth, obviously, and the fact that he could have been potentially a four year guy where we haven't really had. We've had four-year guys, but we've had a lot of early departures, so it's nice to have a little bit of stability. Um, I Going to Seth's point about the playing time and your guys' point about the playing time, you can kind of even look back to what happened with Moyer during the year. And, you know, if he goes to Butler for playing time, then, then great because, you know, really towards the end of the year you had Brissette and, and Dolajai really manning the four um, and, and playing the bulk of the minutes. And I wonder – and kind of want your guys' opinion. Do you think that, you know, obviously the starting lineup is going to have Dolajai and, and Brissett in there, but would you be would you be hesitant to move Dolajai to the three and have Brissett play the four just because of the weight? Because I'm sure with Brissett bulking up, I feel like, I mean, he was, what, 210 last year and Dolajai was 190 or so. So even if, if Dolajai could bulk up to even close to 200 and Brissett around 215 to 220, I feel like that could be – Somewhat of an advantage with Brissett having the three and maybe kind of being a little, kind of a stretch four. Yeah, I'd but. be Mike. I'd be a little uh, hesitant to do it because Dol, uh, Brissett's the better outside player. So on offense, I, I'm going to want Brissett beyond the three point arc more often than I want Dolashay there. Right. So I'd, I I I think for the time being, until we see that Dolashay develops or has any kind of a three point shot, yeah, I'd be a little hesitant to to make that switch. Now, one other thing I thought of, too, is, I mean, you guys mentioned Hughes and how comfortable he might be in playing playing a forward spot, but you look at it now and it's May 1st. So last year, considering what happened with Thompson, you know, when he, he decided to leave September 1st or whatever day he left, now you've at least got three full months to, if he, you know, did have to play a forward position, and you can go into the season expecting him to, and if he doesn't and we pick somebody up, great. But if he doesn't, you now have three, you know, three extra months to uh, – to prepare him to play the three uh, if needed, and that way he can at least have a little bit of the the zone scheme from the forward spot versus being up top, and I think we'll be fine. I, I agree with you guys. It, it does kind of hurt just from a depth standpoint, but I, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, I appreciate you checking in, Mike. I do too, and my, my gut says, Seth, that they're going to get somebody, and if it's Robert Braswell or if it's somebody else, and and you look at by the way who's pursuing Braswell, it's UMass, Charlotte, like a lot of mid majors. Oklahoma State is in the mix with him. You know, Syracuse obviously very much in the mix now that Darius Baisley's out of the mix, and now Bryce Golden out of the mix. Um, so they're going to target. Robert Braswell, if they don't get him, my guess is they're going to add a forward at some point. But even if they don't, which is the worst-case scenario, and Tyus Battle goes pro, and that's the worst-case scenario for Syracuse, 
I do think that they're going to be fine. And you know, to Mike's point, they've got three months to to make Elijah Hughes more comfortable yeah. uh, at that that they forward got, position. They have more than three months. They got yeah, they got, five. Right. They've got they've got a while. So we're going to take our first time out. When we return, we'll get Mike McAllister's thoughts on Bryce Golden heading to Butler and what that means for the Orange. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth, back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We are powered by Drivers Village. Uh, you want credit? You want me to say you were right? Because I got somebody who agreed with me without bringing it up about yes. this. This Barama Sidibe could play forward, and he, listen, he could play forward. I'm not saying he can't play forward. I'm saying that's that's not even close to being ideal. Like you, no, you either want to add a scholarship or you hope Elijah Hughes can. I mean, I said in the first segment it's not ideal, but I think that it. So I think that it. Hang on, I could very realistically, see, I I could easily see it happen. So we've been, you and I have been doing this show together since last August. Yes. Okay. And I said yesterday on the show, for the first time, I believe, that, Seth, you were right. Like, those words came out of my mouth. Like, don't get carried away, okay? Well, see, I will point out when you are right. I am not giving you credit for being right about this. Do you not like that you said it at 145, and since then, on air, we've been on the air for... About not 50, even an hour. About fifty-five minutes since then, and you have credit for three things. For, I, I've asked for credit on multiple things since yes. I've been told I'm right. Yeah, I I've see sh- what you did. See what you did. I, I think I proved to you. I've proved to you that if you are right, if you are right about something, I will point it out. Fine. I stopped everything yesterday. I pointed out the fact that you were right. I'm not giving you credit for this one. Okay, is it? plausible that he could play the four like if you had to have him at the forward position I just I can't imagine that that would be the solution because then you as I said to Mike and again I don't think Mike was saying Seth you're right I think Mike was saying that yes it's you know theoretically possible that you could put him out there one of the forward positions but then you run into the same problem that you had this year and and that was it felt like three on five on the offensive end now if Barama goes out and you know if him being healthy and he works hard this summer and he improves his offensive game to the point where he is a legit offensive threat then then maybe it's more plausible but if it's if it's the the Barama and the Pascal that we saw this year and while good defensive players and you know they're they're both a big presence in the in the middle of that zone, they're not going to do much for you on the offensive end. And so then you're playing three on five, and I think you run into a lot of the same problems that you had this year on offense, except for you're most likely not going to have a Tyus battle to bail you out with five seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I'll call, I'll, I'll call you up uh, before the show on December 17th when Barama Sidibe started the night before at the four, <laughs> and just be like, see, I told you. If he's... I will call you from the carrier dome of the game that he starts and be like, I am right. If he is starting at the four, that means something went terribly wrong, like O'Shea or Merrick got hurt. Yes. He is not starting at the four. You agree with that, yes? Absolutely. Okay, so therefore, I am not giving you credit and saying that you were right about this. That's fine. Yet. If if he starts a game or if that's their backup plan, like if they don't sign someone <laughs> and plays? if he is the first guy off the bench at the forward position, <laughs> that's what I was say. then I will say, okay, Seth, you were right. But I do not think that's going to happen. Number one, I think they're going to sign someone. Number two, I think that there would be a, a, a better plan B than Barama at the four. I think that would be like plan C, <laughs> D, hope, or E. Yeah. No, look, I would hope there's a better plan, but when he's the first forward off the bench, I will... 
All right, that's fine. So tuck this away, save it, tuck this away. We'll mark the tape. Back to the phone lines we go. Dave in Syracuse up next on Orange Nation. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Um, My opinion on this, I cannot even believe we're having this conversation. Um, I can't even fathom Sadibe and Chukwu on the court at the same time. Have we ever seen either one of those guys face the basket with any offense? I think Sadibe did twice this year. Pardon? I think Sadibe might have twice this year. Oh, my goodness, no. Uh, they're both centers. They're both fives. Sidibe only is a back-to-the-basket guy. Yeah, I've never seen anything that says he could actually face the basket, dribble on a guy, pull up and take a jump shot. I'd love him to prove me wrong, but that's not the kind of player he is. Those guys can't be on the court at the same time. There's no scoring with that, no matter who else is on the floor. So I just don't see how we can keep rolling the dice with eight scholarship players. This can't happen anymore. I mean, we're I think we get twelve this year, and thirteen. We finally get our full. No, they're back. They're back year. to the. They're back to the full thirteen, Dave. From from here on yeah. out. So we would have five unused scholarships if battle goes to the pros. How do you? We can't continue to do that. They can't even field a team to practice against each other. And that makes no sense to me. We have. I was thinking before Golden. Um, committed to Butler that we need him and one other guy. And, um, and they I may definitely add... think we need at least one more front court guy. I hope that they can even come up with two. I don't care if it's a grad transfer for one year. But who can argue that last year that Sidibe wouldn't have played anymore and Moyer probably even less than he did if we had another guy because they were injured. And even though we made the Sweet 16, we were lucky to make the tournament. Let's face it, we stumbled into that. We limped into the final games of the year we have to get back to at least 10 scholarship guys, guys. That's my opinion. And um, we certainly need at least one more front court player for next year. Yeah, and and listen, Dave, we appreciate the call. I appreciate you being the voice of reason, by the way, about the, the Brahma Sidibe, you know, can he play the four <laughs> position? Um, you know, they might add two more guys. They might add a, a forward and someone else. That remains to be seen. I, I think that they're going to get at least one more guy. I mean, they again, the numbers game, and, and Dave just did the math. If Ty's battle leaves, then, yeah, you've got nine, uh, technically nine scholarship players. I know Buddy Beheim doesn't doesn't count, but, as, yeah. as, but he's, you know, he's a guy a in the rotation. You, you would yes. like to add at least one more to get to 10. What happens if they do give him a scholarship? Like, like does it do anything? Like, if they're just like, yeah, we got 13, we got to give them to somebody. Well, we saw last year they gave one to, to Braden Bear. What are you at? I'm not sure like, I understand what you're asking. Well, but see, there's the difference of Braden Bear was the walk on who was like, right, like full tuition and, and paying his way. Like, I don't, I don't know the difference between the, like, is there a difference? I don't think Buddy Beheim has to pay to go to school. No, I know. That's what oh, I'm okay. saying. So, I, so, like, would there be a difference between, like, whatever it is to be, like, the university employee versus, like, the. I. The, don't the think so. I don't think I, so. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Like, to, like the idea. Like, is there a difference in his situation having doing what he is doing to be on to be at SU and be on the team than there would be to like give him a scholarship? Like, there's no added benefit to it, right? I even, don't think so. Even if they just had five extra and they were like, well, why not? Like, why let's, not? No, let's just I, give it to him. I, again, I I don't know the ins and outs and, and exactly what it adds up to. Uh, but no, I don't think okay. there would be any extra it's not benefit. Like, it's not like he gets extra time in the gym or extra like you know what i mean like something something know. stupid like that yeah. like some dumb ncaa rule that's like yes scholarship players can have snacks but a walk-ons can <laughs> like like there's no dumb benefit to this 
I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you could treat the walk-ons in that regard anyway. I don't. I don't think so. But I, I don't know for sure. I just he's he doesn't have to pay to go to school. Well, so right. yeah. it, it, again, technically it's nine scholarship players because Buddy Beheim is you know going to be in in their rotation. I think they add at least one more guy and, and get to ten. Uh, let's get another phone call in. Jake and Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Jake. Hey guys, miss you. Um, uh, Pascal Chuku and Sidibe on the floor at the same time, real quick. No, 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 no. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I um, that was a mic drop. That was a walk off. Yeah, and he was real quick. <laughs> yes, real quick. He was. Uh, no. And again, that's that's not a knock on his game. Like I don't want to come across as being like disrespectful to his game. Like he provides something. He does. I mean, he does. He yes. he's 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 big. He's he's good in zone. He's a great defensive player. I think his offense is going to get better. We saw glimpses early on before he was really dealing with that tendonitis. Like early on in the season, showing glimpses of an offensive game. I think he's going to develop into a nice player. So he provides something for this team. It's just not at one of the forward spots with Pascal Chuku on the floor. Like, them together, I, I don't see that working all that well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, you know, before he got hurt, and even at times after, uh, is was he not a better offensive player than Pascal? I think he was. Yes. And, I mean, you look not at that, that, you not look that, at that bar pit game, is super high. You look but, at that pit game at pit. Yep. I mean, that is a glimpse of what he can do. And he was feeling good that day, and I realized that that was the exception and not the rule last year because of his health. But he showed you that game in particular. I mean, he won that game for Syracuse. If he didn't play like that, Pittsburgh would have had a win in the ACC <laughs> conference. And he Kevin out- Stallings might not have gotten fired. <laughs> no, Bryce Golden might have ended up in no, pit. No, he still was getting fired. Um, but if not for Brahma Sidibe that day, uh, Syracuse very well may have lost. So th- he showed us glimpses of what he can be, you know, offensively on the backboards, the defensive presence, and you hope that he's healthy. And I think he can, you know, that could be a two-headed monster. That could yeah. be a true two-headed monster last year. I just don't think would, you want the two-headed monster on the floor together. Would the lonely one have looked worse for Kevin Stallings than the, than the the goose egg? No, in there? stop. No, zero. There is no. There is nothing worse than zero. <laughs> right? I don't think so. Like, no. What if he just had like a lonely one? In no, the... no, no, no. No, it doesn't matter? No, that's no, that's as bad as it gets. And that would have been, well, I was going to say that would have been against... wouldn't have been in the tournament. I was going to say that would have been against the tournament it team. But it would have, it would have, uh, that really would have helped us at the end of the year. That removes you from the yeah. bubble, so, yeah. That would have made it a lot easier. No, you would much rather one than zero. They almost, I was really excited. I, I think you were in the building. I was almost really excited when, when they uh, were playing in the ACC tournament. They 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 somehow kept the game close and they almost pulled it out. Are you, are you talking about Pittsburgh? Yes. I, I did not know where you were going there. I I almost got very excited about their performance in Brooklyn. I was hoping they would win a game or two. They were atrocious. He deserved to get fired. He was getting fired either way. We do need to yes. take our final time out here in hour number one. Again, we'll kick off hour number two with Carl Gehring from the Syracuse Crunch. Get his thoughts on who's starting in the net. In game one of this North Division Finals against Toronto, we're back after this on ESPN Radio. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. It's today's business as we welcome in our producer, Max Burgandy. What's up, Max? You had a case of the Mondays yesterday. You feeling better today? Yeah. Sun's not, shining. You, yeah. It's almost golf weather. I mean, it is golf weather today, but you're stuck in the office. You feeling a little better today? 
Yeah, other than the fact that I'm stuck here and not golfing. All right. But I like enough. you guys. The show's almost it's over. It's fun hanging Dude, out with you guys. We're only 30 minutes out. left. Yeah. No, because I got basketball practice after this. We got we a we Galaxy go. Communications turnaround you're, jumpers you're basketball team. You're skipping out. We know. You're I'm not skipping, skipping out. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm retired. Okay. Oh, come on. You can come out of retirement. If, if Eric Devendorf can play on our team, you can play on our team. Eric Devendorf's on your team? <laughs> That's did you the not rumor. know this? I did yes. not know this. No. <laughs> that changes everything. That does. does. <laughs> Steve's like, I'm in. I might be drawn out of retirement to play with Eric Devendorf. <laughs> well, you're buddies with Jerry, so I guess Daniel's buddies with Devo. You can just bring so Jerry. So who's on the team? Hang on. Who's can on the bring, team? Yeah, can you get Jerry in too? The three can be you, Jerry, and Devo. We'll be that good. would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. And then Joe Salzone's the backup point guard. Yeah, I mean, we who, don't need who's on else. the team? I don't know. We, that's it's tryouts today. It's so it's, tryouts, it's Devo and then what? And then me. We have to Seth, find other. Paulie. Like, so Devo's Paulie. on the team. He gets. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He gets a free pass. I'm pretty sure he gets a free pass. Uh, but but then I would like hope so. Me and Max, Daniel Baldwin, Josh, Paulie, Joe, and who's deciding? I think Gomez is the coach. Gomez is the coach. I think Sam. Lisa's our team nurse. I didn't know about any of this. How yeah. did you, I, how was this not explained I mean, to I, you? I knew that there was like these tryouts going on, but I just assumed like tryouts well, are in the loosest. If you ask Joe, it's called about. rehearsal. I, I heard. It's yeah. not, I did hear that. It's not tryouts. Wait. It's rehearsal. I I have to sorry. Um, I have to find something along those lines. Which you said wait, so I didn't speak. So, yeah, speak. It's premature, but Talk. yeah, I haven't played basketball in like competitively probably three years. I wish. So. Th- I wish. And someone... the last time we, I played in this turnaround jumpers tournament before, I won it. I played with Daywon Coleman, and I played oh, well, with of course you won. two of my high school starting fives who also were D2, D1 players. I wish that someone had told me <laughs> that Eric Devendorf was on the team. That would have been enticing. Played. Yes. Well, and uh, we get to go to the Mellow get, Center. Yeah, we're going to so. play in the Mellow Center this afternoon. Uh, so, yeah, it's rehearsals. Here's Joe. If I can't rehearse, I can't rehearse. If I'm hurt, I'm hurt. Simple as that. It's not about that at all. But it's easy to talk about and sum it up when you just talk about rehearsing. We're sitting here, and I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about rehearsing. I mean, listen, we're talking about rehearsing. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about rehearsing. Not a game. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about rehearsing, man. I have a question (laughs) about that. (laughs) Yes. Because it's not assumed that Joe is familiar with that rant from I Alan think, Iverson. I, he must have because no, he's he read not. it that way. Okay, well, right. Because right. you said that Paulie wrote it and said you have to read yeah. this. And his delivery makes it seem to me as he though he, seen he had heard it or seen it. He must have. Okay, because if not, like he nailed it. He did. He must have known. I mean, he, he nailed it anyway, but he if he did, just right. did that not knowing the rant, he did a heck of a job. He did. I, I think he had to know. Okay. I think he had to know. And he really thought it was called rehearsing. I mean, he called it a rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I just got news from day one. He's putting a team together, too. So we're not going very far so are in this you gonna, tournament. are you going to play with him? Or are you? No, I oh, obviously okay. have to play here. Wait, wait. But why is day one not playing with Devo? Because, and then, we, because we poached have, Devo because, from because him. Because, uh, well, Devo tech comes on, makes appearances every once in a while, right? Like, Hang we on. Don't... So just, like, so, bring on day one as the ringer. <laughs> D- I mean, Devo and day one are both <laughs> ringers. And then just have, like, one Galaxy representative, you know, like, one of you guys... As and the bench player, as the bench guy <laughs> coming off the bench and you know win a title. Hey, well, see that championship was, counts but the see, same. That was that was the argument behind trying to get like Jerry, and I think the argument that Gomez used from TK ninety nine with Devo is like Jerry's kind of sort of an employee. Yeah, 
Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. So let's get, hang on, Max. Let's get so Dave on get as a guest. Griff. Okay, and then we can we can say, well, he comes on as a guest. And then we, we're just going to win. So get on that, okay? We While got a, stuck in the office on this beautiful we day. We got a pretty good team so far, though, I guess. I mean, if Joe's our starting point guard, I'm fairly confident in our chances of Me winning. Me too. I trust Joe. I, I, I'm putting a lot of faith in Joe Salzone oh, as an athlete. I, which, I wish I had known about this. I you wish I, it's not too late. You can still show up. I can't come today. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Practice is only an hour or so. Duty calls. I, I'm not at, making at it an hour. Nine. I gotta get. I gotta get back here. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot come today. But I, I wish I would. I would have cleared my schedule for this. All right, what do you have for us today, Max? All right, I got uh, some buy or sell for you guys. And you know, Tony Romo endorsed Des Bryant today as a good teammate. You guys buy or sell that? <laughs> no. <laughs> sell that. I mean, Tony Romo was the face of the Cowboys for. What, that's his quarterback. That's right? his quarterback. That's his quarterback. I sell that. So the one guy that like Dez had his back, uh, you know, he he defends him. So I'm selling it. Isn't that what a good teammate does though? Defends your guy. Yeah, it happened like once in his career. I'm selling it as well. And There's I know you no asked way. that question tongue in cheek. I did totally because I know we are all the biggest Des Bryant fans ever in here. I don't know. I think he could do great things for rookie Josh Allen and, and the Buffalo Bills. There you go, Steve. Got a nice veteran presence in there. Yeah. NFL will eventually reform kickoffs. Talked about it today. Reforming them more to be like punts rather than kickoffs. Uh, I'd rather that than see them get rid of it completely, which is where I thought they were going to go. So, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. Uh, if you look at punt returns versus kick returns, uh, it seems a lot less violent. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah. Explain it. Talking about reforming the formation of a kickoff. So instead of running full speed and from a standing right. position, it would be more shaped like a punt formation, and instead of kicking it off a tee, they would be more apt to punt it, or well, still do the kickoff like that, but instead of coming... So like after a safety... Well, you don't get... Well, I, I think the biggest but, thing... But the formation would be different. I, yeah. I think the biggest thing, honestly, is don't let the kicking team get a running start. Right, that's the I, other I thing. Think because that's, that's what I was going to say. I if think you, that's if the It's not as good as a running start. If you're as, punting it opposed to kicking off a tee, to me, that doesn't really do anything else. I mean, you can kick it higher, higher obviously, right. but... You're still going to have injuries because you're going to have guys going 100 miles an hour smashing right. into each no, other. No, I think I think the bigger thing is you can't let the kicking team get an, uh, uh, as big a running start. Whether that means I'd you be have on to board move, for that. Whether that means you have to tell the the return team that they've got to move back another five yards, that's fine. But I, I think the next step is there's no running start for the kicking. You certainly team. can't punt from. No, I don't think no, that far would, back. I mean, though. there was they're talking about completely reformatting the whole kickoff thing. So and where would you because, punt from? I don't know. They they it was all it's all speculation as of right now. But they they did Maybe research the forty yard and, line. Um, majority of concussions, to no one's surprise, came from kickoffs. Of course, and plays and I believe forty percent of kickoffs were not returned last year as a result of what they've done already to change it. So I think they're just trying to make that more like sixty percent are not returned, just to kind of further prevent injury of like a serious magnitude on kickoff because it's essentially a 20 mile an hour car accident every time you're running yeah, i'd be fine with reform i'd just be curious how they were going to reform it i think they would if they were truly going to punt it i think you would have to to move it up yes i think you would have to yeah you would have to change the whole thing you'd have to move them up to the what they're at the 35 now you'd at have to move least them to the 40, 40, 45 40 45 yeah because yeah. you want to get it close to the, the end zone yeah well, yeah, because there's a certain advantage to special teams. I mean, sure. it could completely change the outcome of an entire game. So, I mean, I'm with you guys. I don't think they should completely get rid of it, but 
if you're trying to make the game really that much safer, I think it's something should be done about it yeah, to change I, it a little bit. I'd rather see the first step of don't let kicking teams run for 15 yards <laughs> before they go smash their heads into people. Sounds like a smart idea, right? Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, the Knicks interviewed Mike Brown today. Buy or sell him as the next coach? Sell. Yeah, sell. Why? Because it's, I, no, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. What are his credentials? Coach the Cavs twice. Understood. Twice. Twice. <laughs> Now is, is the he assistant a good coach? at Golden State. No, he had LeBron. Right. That, I mean, that, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> like, what? He coached Golden Golden State didn't lose with him in the playoffs last year. In the playoffs, year. yeah. But that was with... They were undefeated in the playoffs with him last year. So is he a good coach? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I, I think this was just done because I, I don't because think Because the Knicks are pressing Doing for a head Doing their due diligence, as everybody says, right? Yeah, I've heard... You don't understand how often I've heard due diligence in the last two months not related to anything up here. Right? Like I don't know why. Like I feel like that's become the new term. Yeah, you hear in it the everywhere. Dra- in it's the a draft, good way to in say the draft, cover in, your bases. In like, the draft. in Politically correct everything. way to say, hey, we're trying. Uh, yeah, I think that's all it means. We're trying. We're here. trying yeah. our hardest. We're trying, guys. Come on. All right. While we brought up Golden State, Steph Curry is listed as probable tonight and will be back. So should we just give the trophy to the Warriors now? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Give it to them? I mean, come on. Are they going to win the championship? We can yes. all agree. I think, I think they will. I think they're the favorites. They're already the favorites without him and then with him coming back. I don't if, think they are the favorites without him. Rockets. I don't think they're the favorites without him. I think that now that they – if they get him back and if he looks like Steph Curry over the next – Three to six games. I'm. But does he it's even be have to, to be that? Yes, I think he does. This this offense. Rockets look at the numbers. Are good. The Rockets no, are, they very, are good. I'm the not Rockets are very them. good. Look at the offensive numbers. The offensive efficiency rating. The points per game. The whole thing with Steph Curry in the the Golden State lineup and Steph Curry out of the Golden State lineup. Still good, right? Still still amongst the best in the league without Steph Curry in the lineup. Add Steph Curry to the lineup. It becomes the greatest offense in the history of the NBA, and so I, I don't know that they are good enough without him offensively to beat Houston. With him, I think they are. Listen, don't get me wrong. With Steph Curry, the Warriors are the favorites. You just said though, give them the title, and and no, I mean the, the Rockets are good enough to give them problems slash good enough to beat them if they don't play well. Now, if both teams play their A game and both teams are at full strength, yes, I think the Warriors would win. But the Rockets are good. Very oh, good. Oh, yeah, very, very um, good. And they've got, obviously, the home court. So let's hold off on saying I hope Sal's not listening. He would have. Let's hold off on saying it's a is. done deal with Steph being back. I think that with Steph being back, they become the favorite. Yeah, I, and I will buy that. But by no means am I... I'm not going to say overwhelming favorite. I'd no, say I don't, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, you said give them the trophy. No, you well, don't give them the trophy. I think they're they, they're a, they have a slight edge, slight favorites right now. But the Rockets are good enough to to certainly beat them. This is kind of a, a dumb offshoot of this, and we, we can talk about it more at some other point. But um, the idea that that Max brought up that like just give Golden State the, the trophy if they're healthy, right? And and that we've had that belief now the last three years, the whole season. Is that why we put up with all the dumb stuff that happens around basketball and like that? Is that why like we love it so much? Like all the pettiness and, and stupidity of Terry Rozier showing up in a Drew Bledsoe jersey last night and Donovan Mitchell tweeting at uh, tweeting out laughing after the not a rookie chance at Ben Simmons. Like if that's in any other sport and like like we hate it, right? Like if if that's in football, 
Like, there's no way the NFL gets away with that, right? Why do you say that? Because haven't we seen some of it, and they just get shot down and oh, and I think I think you love rivalries. I, yeah, no, I love I, that. But it's not rivalries. It's just like this this pettiness, and I love it. I think it's hilarious. I love Joel Embiid replying on other people's Instagram pictures, like yeah, okay, like sure, excuses, right? Which he he did about uh, Hassan Whiteside and Pat Riley uh, yesterday, Last night, yeah. right? So like, I love it, but I I don't like. We've seen so- stuff like this happen in the NFL, haven't we? And and the immediate reaction is, no, bad, don't do well, it. Well, you know why? Because football is so much more of an aggressive physical game than basketball is. And, like, sure, yeah, like, you can go on Twitter and basketball. Like Josh Norman and Odell Beckham Jr. Or, like, you get they, players like they Vontaze They the Burfick. line physically, yeah. right? Or, or in baseball when you have, and didn't you mean to interrupt you, Max, rules, but, yeah. but when, right, but when you've got rivalries in baseball, it, it usually ends with a guy getting a 98-mile-per-hour fastball in, in the in back, the back yeah. right? In, in basketball, it's just, it's it's kind of good-natured fun, right? Yeah. It's the, you know, like the, the emojis that they send on, yeah. the, the, you know, send on Twitter, like the inside jokes, like... Yeah, and and in fact, you say, is that why we like it? Because the Warriors are the overwhelming favorites. I think we would like it even more if there was more parity, and you know, if these if these teams were competing against yeah. each other for championships, but I think it would the, you, you would you would follow it even more. The base the basis of my question, you know, in the in the at the end of it is, do we need other stuff to pay attention to? Because we always think that the Warriors are just going to win. Like, oh, ho, ho, more. I think we're we on, our, pay, I we're think, on our fourth straight year to the Warriors and the Cavs. Like, we need, like, right? That was the, that was the thought process in November. Right. Like, oh, ho, ho, we're on our fourth straight year to the Cavs. We need something else. Like, what else can we love about this NBA season? And all this other stuff comes up. I agree with you. If if Joel Embiid had a legitimate chance to win an NBA title, I think we would like it more. Yeah, I think we would pay attention to it more if if there was more parity. I that, can't wait for him to get swept by the Warriors. And, and you know that I'm not an NBA guy. I'm I'm very much a college basketball guy, and that is one of the main reasons is that you go into any given season knowing that there are maybe five teams that legitimately could win an NBA title. This, I mean, look at it right now. It's Warriors, Rockets. Who well, else? I Celtics. remember. I mean, can you really see the Raptors winning an NBA title? No. I mean, they're good. I don't know if they're that good. I no. don't think you could see this Cavaliers team no. winning an NBA title. So you I don't see like, anyone in the East winning it. I mean, whoever comes out is going to have. It's going to be chance. a Western Conference team, I believe. Right, but you're st- you're stuck at a handful of teams, you know, if right. that. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with the NBA. It's fun at the end, but the season kind of drags on because it's it's a the, foregone conclusion who the best teams are going to be. The basketball is so much better. Like, the actual on-the-court basketball is so much better than the college game. But again, to some degree, the entertainment value is decreased for me because you know the end result. Like, you know that at the end of the day, it's going to be Warriors and Rockets in the finals. I mean, look at the East. It was, you know, one, two, three, four, all advanced. Like, is that—I don't know. To me, that decreases the— the entertainment value when you know the outcome before the games are played. Right, and that's why I couldn't stand watching the NBA the past three seasons, and then— I remember in the beginning of the year when I said, I think I said the Rockets might have a chance to win it this year, and you said the Warriors, no way, like you have to get past all three of them, and now look where it ended up. I'm surprised. I I was surprised. I didn't think the Rockets were going to be this good. I didn't expect it either. But I I didn't expect it either. The way that Chris Paul and James Harden meshed and just seamlessly fit together on that offense, and Clint Capella has been one of the better centers in the league all year. so And that's why I said, don't get me wrong, Like I still think the Warriors are the favorites when healthy, but yes, I've been surprised with the Rockets this year, how good they are and, and how much of a legit title contender they are. Even if the Warriors are healthy, they can still beat them. I'm not going to predict it, but the, the Rockets are good enough to beat them even if the Warriors are healthy.
That's all we got for today. All right, let's take our final time out, wrap up the show right after this on ESPN Radio.